You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. All right. Welcome to another exciting edition of Black Hollywood Live Next. I'm your host, Nick Perdue, and we have the lovely and talented, who's my new co-host now, Miss Megan Thomas. Hey, hey, Megan Thomas, if you know me, you probably see me on AfterBuzz TV. Now you're seeing me on Black Hollywood Live on Next, and I'm so excited. There you go. Glad to have you. Thank you. And you know who else we're glad to have? I know who we're glad to have. <laughs> right. I don't even really know how to even, even say it, but you've seen her all over TV and movies and online and on Twitter. <laughs> and this, Like, she's everywhere. You look around at right. like award shows and Mari. Like, she's everywhere. Right. Now you training whales, girl. You yeah, everything. I do. I do. But when you say Mari, you have to make sure it's not because I'm chasing a baby daddy. Oh, yeah. No, we'll <laughs> be specific. I'm, I'm hosting. <laughs> nothing to do with finding baby daddies. But welcome to the show, thank the beautiful you. Portia Coleman. Thank you. I thank you guys for having me. Yes, ma'am. Thank it's you. It's going to be ma'am. fun. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's good Good to have you here. You know, good thank to see you. You, you know, too. Good to see you in person. Because I've seen right. you, like, seen you everywhere. And seeing you in person now, it's like, I get it. Oh, yeah. thank you. I know I was following you on Twitter. So now mm-hmm. I got to see what you got up. I got to follow yeah. you on Twitter, too. Go ahead, girl. Don't be <laughs> scared. I'm not. I'm not, girl. We'll hang out. No. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Let's. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. now your, your career really basically started when you were about five years old. Oh, yeah. Right? And yes, and so, did. like, what what was that decision like? Like, was it you or was it your parents? Like, like what kind of prompted that? I'm five. Okay, let's do this professionally. I'm five. I'm so grown. I'm five. <laughs> right. I'm trying to do big things. I got to move out. I got to right. get a job. Right. Uh, no, it kind of stemmed from from family. My my family are all entertainers. They're they're singers. They're musicians. Uh, and I was I was born into it. You mm. know, when I was young, I'd be at rehearsals with my mom and my aunts and my uncles, and they were you know two stepping and had their choreography and had everything down. I was just like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. So you know, I always wanted to do that. And then when I was about five. My mom had to go back to work, so she put me in the YMCA. Mm. So they would always have talent shows. So uh, one time they said, well, you know, what can you guys do? And I was like, I can sing. So I remember I sang, Janet, I miss you much. And I have this video. It is so funny. I had a flashlight. And mind you, I'm short, so this flashlight was bigger than I was. I had two backup dancers. These white girls were getting it. And I choreographed it. I was standing with the mic like, shut like an arrow. It was so cute. So, I mean, from an early age, being on stage and performing was, was all I wanted to do. And then everything just kind of started from there. I know. I'm looking. Yeah. You, you brought your mom here today. I did. Spitting hey, image mom. of her. <laughs> People always say that. Right. So, how did yeah. that affect you? I, I know you were talking about, um, you know, you being a performer at five years old. Right. What are some of the things that you picked up from your mother specifically that made you the performer that you are today? Probably what well she always says and this is so funny she always says you are way much more bolder than I was you are I was shy oh you just girl I don't know how you did it you didn't get that part from me <laughs> and I'm like well I clearly got it from you because my dad is tone deaf can't sing a lick that whole side of the family is dead. no no music is is there but you know I think um, I just picked up her her energy and her drive mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like seeing your family do it and I have uncles that I mean every instrument you can think of they play mm-hmm. so you know. It's it's hard to go to any family event or occasion without there being music. Right. Just the other day, we're all at my aunt's house. The next thing you know, we're playing Sade. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, my uncle's like jamming on the piano. And we start playing. It's about wow. faith. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. Next thing you know, it just turns into like a jam session. So it's hard <laughs> awesome. to have a regular occasion with your family when they're right. all in the music. And your, yeah. and your brother, he plays football, right? My brother played football. Okay. But he can actually sing as well. But he's wow. a, a former football player, played for quite a few NFL teams. And now he's, you know know my best friend and big supporter so him and my mom are like you know my little little cheerleaders on the side you so. got a talented family yeah yeah sports and entertainment is like you know all i'm into okay. yeah. I'm, I'm looking for an adoption name to coleman nick Purdue, <laughs> to Col- coleman, you, but know, you gotta create robot. one of those commercials though you know with the sad music and <laughs> with the little puppy eyes and i'm nick and 
I need a home. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Big. She just doesn't adopt anybody. <laughs> she don't just adopt I mean, anybody. I, mean, I, can, I can, I can, I don't know. We'll, okay. we'll, okay. we'll, we'll okay. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so now you, you, you've been, you've been active in, yeah. in the entertainment industry for about 15 years now. Right. And so now one of your first real kind of gigs mm-hmm. was on the Gregory Hines show. Yes. Right. This iconic show. And so, you yes. know, cause you're a, you're a dancer and you know, he was right. a legendary dancer. Oh my gosh. So right. what yes. was that like? Like, you know, being able to work with him. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I was really introduced to Gregory Hines' whole story when I was in junior high school. My mm. dance teacher, I mean, she had been on Broadway. She'd studied with the elite, and Gregory Hines is one of her best friends. Oh, wow. So um, I recall him coming to the school one time. It was, you know, performing arts school, Millican Middle School in Sherman Oaks, and he came and said hi to all us kids, and we're like, oh, my God, he's so cool, because, I mean, he tapped. <laughs> yeah. He was in, I mean, that's true entertainment. Yeah. He was that guy. So when I got booked on the show, it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm on the Gregory Hines set. This is yeah. his show. Yeah. So I had an amazing time, and I was like the girlfriend of Brandon Hammond, who everybody loved in Soul Food, and mm. we became good friends. So the whole experience was just amazing to be with someone so iconic for doing many things besides just dance and yeah. besides right. TV film. He was just a great person. So it was awesome. Did you learn anything? Like, did he like give you any little nuggets while you guys were on on set? No, you know what? It was more of. He he was really quiet to a certain extent. Like he he wasn't necessarily really social, but his presence was felt. Mm. You know, he'd walk on the set. He was so professional. He knew his lines. You know, him and uh, and Wendell, which was one of the other actors. Wendell's like the comedian, so Wendell right. was always cracking jokes. You know, he was more serious. But when it came down to it, if something was funny on set, he'd crack up laughing, and you would just 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 die at the fact that you're with this guy who's such a such a performer and just such a, a great hearted person. So you know, you you get experience with. Legends, and that's yeah. one of those experiences where I'm like, oh my god, Gregory Hines. So right. rest in peace, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. I know you started yeah. this so young. It's kind of like, yeah, I danced with Gregory Hines. <laughs> at right. a young age. I mean, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was awesome. Right. It was awesome. So I know in middle school you starred as Dorothy from The Wiz, right? Yeah. How did you get that role? Or was there a lot of competition? There, there was. Because okay. I mean, just so you guys know, it was The Wizard of Oz yes. yeah. at first, yeah. and then they said, wait a minute, uh, this girl's a little talented. Let's turn into The Wiz. <laughs> so that's what happened. I was a sixth grader and only eighth graders could audition. You had to have at least two years in the performing arts before you could even audition. Okay. So, you know, I was a little rebel. I said, I don't care. They don't even know what grade I'm in. I went, I sang, did a little dance number, and they said, wow, we love you. So we're going to have two casts. And then mm. it didn't make sense to have two casts. And finally they said, okay, Wizard of Oz, no, let's just make it The Wiz. And next thing you know, it turned out to be like one of their best productions that they said they've had in, in years because it was a, a different soul. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. If you compare the two, yeah. I love The Wizard of Oz. Right. But when you took... Michael Jackson and Diana mm-hmm. Ross, Nipsey, and just created the Wiz. It's magical. Yeah. So at 12 years old, I was, you know, had my little slippers on, and we were easing down that That's road. Say, right? <laughs> we was easing down the road. So it was awesome to to bring that to a performing arts school, which right. had never done a black musical. Right. Yeah. So yeah. being at a performing arts school, do you think, was it easier or harder considering you're an actress, a singer, mm-hmm. you know, you have all of these entertainment credits under your right. belt at such a young age. Do you think it's harder to be in a school that's a performing arts school versus a school that's just a regular school and you just happen to be the one actor kid that's The one there? that's actor. No, I think it's a lot easier, of course, because mm-hmm. there are other people around you that understand what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think if you're at a regular school, I can imagine it being like, oh, that girl on TV, oh, well, whatever, she wasn't at school last week right. like you know it's kind of they feel like they're in a competition with you and it's okay. it's not that i'm in school when i'm on set you have to get your schooling you know you come back and they're looking at you like what's up homegirl so i definitely feel being at a performing arts school you're around people who are familiar with the work ethic okay. and also with you know a resume like some people don't right. know what a resume is when you're yeah. when you're really young they don't know what it what it's about but all of a sudden they see you on tv and they want to be your best friend so it's it's kind of like you know don't love me one second and then hate right. me the next because right. you're envious so you know it was great to be around other kids that love to do what i did and we had a lot of famous kids that came out of my, just my junior high school alone, like Mikey Minden, choreographed okay. all the Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl named Cicely Sewell was on One on One and the Power right. Rangers. Right. And the list goes on. Columbus Short went to Millican Middle School. So we wow. have a lot of talent that came out of that performing arts school alone. Not to mention Hollywood High, Brandy, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Man. John Ritter, you name it. So both I gotta go back to middle school. Yeah. <laughs> my middle school was the bomb. Like I mean, Hollywood High School was amazing, but my middle school—that's that's where it started. I went yeah. from a private school to a performing arts school, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. So I credit all of it to my junior high school. 
Uh, now, okay, yeah. but uh, sorry. So you were at a private school. You were at a private elementary school. Private elementary school. Okay. Yes. And then, so now the decision to put you into a performing arts school—that was your mother, or that was? Uh... Yeah, it was. It was definitely my mother's decision because she realized at an early age that I that I had the love for the arts. Mm-hmm. So the private school only went, of course, to the fifth grade. So yeah. at that point, it's kind of like, all right, where to now? You got to get your training young. You know, when right. you're young, your mind is just a vessel for just knowledge. So right. the earlier you get them going you know, the, yeah. the the better rate of success you have. And, you know, she used to work for the school board and next thing you know I was approved. She did. She was she worked for the school board and next thing you know I was approved at this performing arts school and kept on going right from there. Okay. Yeah. She had a little clout. My mom had a little she yeah, called somebody she's... to call somebody. Hey <laughs> call somebody. Oh your daughter's in. So my mom got the hookup. There you go, yeah. mama. Good job. <laughs> exactly. It turned out well. Turned out well. So yeah. and let's let's talk about about high school. You you went okay. to Hollywood High. Yes. Right? And you were voted and won the outstanding performance award. I right? did. Outstanding performance award. And and I like the word performer because that meant all around. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, I was in the dance program, I was in the music program and I was in the film program so to get the performer award it wasn't just for one category and in mm-hmm. junior high school me and mikey choreographed the pussycat dolls we won best dancer so i'm like i want to win i want to win best entertainer or something yeah. you know you want to yeah. evolve so when that happened it was so cool you were voted by your classmates and by the staff so you know it was like my first little chance to give a little speech and it was at the renaissance hotel so yeah it felt good but now like but was that like based on something or was it just based on everything that you've done throughout the years or through the year like, yeah what was the it was based on what you've done in the school okay specifically because what you do outside of the school they they, they liked but they didn't necessarily care about it was what right. you've done actually at the school i mm-hmm. was in the plays i was in the dance programs i started doing choreography in high school as well i performed um another janet jackson song that my choir teacher wanted me to do mm-hmm. so i had two dancers behind me and you know to think that somebody's in high school and they're in all these three different departments right. it's a lot it's a lot to handle yeah. you know outside of the curriculum that you had you know it was it was a big deal so they just felt that based on everything i was juggling that i was you know the one who was the best performer so i was wow. excited well, yeah, and yeah. you know, and speaking of of the best performer, okay. Right? No, what so, you gonna break dance? What you gonna do, Nick? No, I don't. I don't, you don't know? Know. No, okay. I'm just saying. I I, I, no. Yeah, is, okay. I All right. We'll do the worm know. later. We'll do it. We'll do it. But, no, but you uh, appeared on the show, The Great Pretenders. Right? Yeah. And I remember this show growing up. I used to love watching awesome. this show. Wild Orchid hosted and all yeah. that fun stuff. Uh-huh. And and so you did a J Lo song. I did. And you won. I did. Right. Yes. But now, but was that weird? Because the, those of you who don't know what The Great Pretenders is, it's yeah. uh, it's a lip syncing competition right. show. Yes. So since you're a legitimate singer, right. lip syncing is that like a little weird, especially when it's not your song. Right. Well, well, initially I, I saw the show and I loved it. Like you mm. said, in junior yeah. high school, Saturday mornings, I was yeah. watching this show to see who could get up there and do the best, basically impression, you know, yeah, an impersonation of whatever artist they liked. So, you know, I saw that they were having a casting for it. So I just like emailed a photo and like a little video of me singing. And I got a call that said, hey, we want you to come audition. Mm. So they already had a list of songs that were there and they yeah. actually pick it for you. Uh-huh. So I didn't really have a choice in what I was doing. But the good thing about it is that they said this particular episode, we want real singers. So I didn't have to lip sync. And I don't think a lot of people even knew that I was really singing. So, wow. you know, when I had a chance to do the show, it was all Portia. Okay. So to win it off of my actual voice and doing the best, I guess, J-Lo that I could do is, is what caused me to win. So it was awesome. You know, they handed me the trophy. I couldn't even keep the trophy. I was mad. <laughs> it was like this six-foot trophy. And next thing you know, they said, thank you. You won. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> For real? So what did they give you? Nothing? That they, was just like no, bragging rights? No, they gave me a studio session. You okay. went into a studio, recorded whatever song you wanted to, and they gave me like this big karaoke machine. So I got something. I was like, <laughs> but the trophy is like, what you mean you can't give me the trophy? Yeah, a little <laughs> certificate. Yeah. Right? You can it's, it's, and- it's, yeah, it's kind of like on on, a, on Wild and Out, you know, yeah. in the canon. You know, you're going to take my comedy belt. And I was like, okay, next episode. <laughs> right. You don't get the comedy belt. So I was kind of mad I didn't get the trophy. But at least I have the footage. And, you know, yeah. one day when I run back into Fergie and be like, hey, guess what? You presented me this award. So it'll be cool. Man, yeah. you are a busy, yeah. busy lady. Yeah. So you, you have been on a lot of TV shows in the 90s, 2000s. I mean, right. All over the place. Yeah. What is your favorite TV show that you've been on? Favorite TV show would have to be The Parkers. That'd have to okay. be like the, the, the funniest experience. I mean, think of Monique. She's right. absolutely hysterical. Um, and that was right when her book had came out. So oh. I get on the set and first thing she says, 
you're too skinny. <laughs> you need to eat. Roscoe, and she started going off and ordered Roscoe's for everybody. You know, oh, it was like, funny. oh my God, here we go. You know, but it was all a part of, of her. That's how she right. is. She's not on stage. That's just Monique. So I think doing those two episodes really helped a lot because I still go places and people are like, you that girl from the Parkers. So that, that really solidified, you know, my, uh, my, my TV. My TV fame, for sure. Definitely in, in, in as we say, black entertainment. Because yeah. who didn't watch The Parkers right. or Moesha? Right, Anything right. on UPN is what oh, yeah. everybody watched. So yeah. they still play the reruns. I'll still go to BET and right before 106 in Park, there the episode is. So that had to be the best experience. Okay, you don't have to say which show, but which okay. show was your worst experience? Which show was the worst? Ex- I I know actually. <laughs> I actually know. Show, but what happened? Um, well, I'll tell you what happened. Show. Tell <laughs> us the show. I want another show. <laughs> he no. wants another show. Okay, I, I, I'll I'll put it this way. It was I started doing extra work first. I did extra work for about six months. Okay. And anybody who's done TV, anybody that's had a, just a, even a dabble in it understands extras and principles. Now, for people that don't know. The extras are, are, as they call, background or atmosphere, and they, they fill up the scene. You know, you got the main actors, right. and all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're filling it up. The principals are the leads. So this particular day, I was an extra. I was about 10 years old, and we were going long on set. The break was supposed to be an hour mm-hmm. prior, so already they're breaking the labor laws. We didn't right. get our schooling. Mm. We didn't get lunch. So by the time <laughs> they said we're breaking for lunch, it was nothing but laid-out cold McDonald's sandwiches. Like cold. Now, oh. mind you, fast food, you can't wait more than 10 minutes to eat your right, fast food, much right. less McDonald's, as I call it, McDonald's. So <laughs> the burgers were cold. The actress on the set was very rude and just like, I mean, and she has a history of being this way, too. So, I mean, even if you looked up who I was talking about, you'd see it. So I'm not saying anything out of the blue. I won't say her name, but she's, she's not a black actress. So it's not like, <laughs> not, not, I'm not saying it that way, but she was a very famous white comedian at the time. Okay. And it wasn't Ellen DeGeneres. I want to say that. She's like the sweetest lady ever. Paula so. Poundstone? I'm just throwing out No, no. Mm, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. So that just, you know, it, it just sucks how they treat the extras compared to the principal. So by the time you get bumped to the principal, you're treated like, oh, what do you like? And can you get your water? And can I get you a hot meal? It's just such a big difference. So I always hate, you know, when I go to a set and they kind of treat the extras one way and the principal's another. Okay. You know? I, I still want to know. Like you can, you can, you can tell me after. Yeah, you can. I'll tell you, you know, after like, you can tell me. Yeah, you know, I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I'll let you now. know. Right. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> so now, now, dancing has been a big part of your your career. Like you said, even in middle school, you know, you yeah. wanted to dance to this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've appeared in a lot of music videos from some right. of these top yeah. notch, you know, <laughs> right, like right. these these real big guys. So yes, I guess okay. Let me say, how is you a music video? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you want to some juice, let's some juice. talk. <laughs> but how is a music video different than like, let's say, shooting a TV show? Oof, uh, the structure is totally different. A music video can take. 22 hours Mm -hmm. tv show your book for let's say eight hours if you go overtime you get paid meal penalties they're on a strict schedule because there are workers that are under labor laws music videos are not under (laughs) laws they're not jurisdicted you could shoot downtown in an alley you can shoot at a sound stage they're not regulated so Mm -hmm. i enjoy music videos all the ones i were on i had great experiences with but it's just the structure is just totally different Mm -hmm. from a video to a TV show. Absolutely different. What's your favorite video that you worked on? Who favorite video? God, there's so many. A favorite video. Oh, that's really tough. Lolly, lolly, let me lolly, yes, lolly. that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many favorite ones. Like, it's hard to say because all the artists that I work with were, were really great guys. And I and I worked on, like, some of the, the, the hottest records, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Jim Jones, Ballin', yeah. you know, uh, Busta Rhymes, Touch It, Young Berg, Sexy Lady. Like, these are all songs that were, like, top of the charts. So right. it's so hard to pick and choose. Like, someone was dancing in, and another, like, the Gym Class Heroes, I was the lead mm. girlfriend. So I, that's too hard to choose. That really <laughs> okay. is. I couldn't say. Okay, we'll let you get away with this one. I'll Having yeah. a bunch of favorites. I, I do have a bunch of favorites. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, there I'm has to be to... one though. That has to be one that you're like, okay, because because I know, like, with the with, yeah. with the Yalali video, you, mm-hmm. you you did some choreography on that. Correct? I did. Yeah, I choreographed all the the dancing for that video. Yeah. So Lolly was Lolly was fun. Okay. I, so so let's see that. So Lolly to an extent was probably one of the best because that is actually where I was introduced to Juicy J. And DJ Paul. Mm. And straight from there is what led to, like, my music video happening. So that had to be probably the best one because, you know, when you meet people, especially in the industry, it can lead to so much more. And that's one of the cases where it actually did from choreographer to lead dancer to lead girl. And all of a sudden, 
y'all started my video right what? so yeah that probably had to be the best one see you got me you got me <laughs> I'm, I mean, uh, I'm just i'm just saying but okay dang, okay Nick. No, because, right. you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and get a little juice out of you okay. so because i guess we know especially in the hip-hop community yeah right you right. have you have girls who just happen to be video models i'm just saying yes. models or vixen. That's a nice way to put it. Right? Yeah. That's a nice. Thank you. I was going to say that, but you know, I didn't. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. No, because video vixens are also different from video hoes. Yeah. Video hoes, video models, two-star no, yeah, categories. Right. Right. Yeah, then then things, there's right. a video, okay. Video right. dancers, video <laughs> actress. There's right. a lot of terms. So, I guess, how do you separate yourself from, you know, falling into a certain derogatory category versus being like, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're right and that's that's a great question I think um, the way you avoid it is depends on what you're doing in the video mm-hmm. I mean if you're rolling around in a bed half naked in a bra top and and a little g-string bottom then all of a sudden you're a video hoe but then next thing you know let's say you do a Justin Bieber video where you're riding in the car and you're his girlfriend you guys are singing the song back to back and you're kissing it's like you're the video actress. Mm. And then if you're dancing and doing choreography, you're the video dancer. So it depends on what you're doing. So you know what you're going to do before you get there. Right. And that's the truth. When they're having a casting, they say specifically what they want. If you go and they like you and you get booked, that's up to you whether you do it or not. Mm. I've walked off of a video shoot before. Mm-hmm. All honesty. But I'm actually good friends with the artist now. And he actually respected the fact I walked off. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't his deal. That's just what they wanted me to do. But that right. wasn't told to me prior to me getting there even auditioning it wasn't told to me so when it comes down to it you gotta have integrity if I know that I'm not gonna do something then I will say thank you for the opportunity but I have to pass so I've done that I respect that I've done it there's so many women especially black women in this industry feel like they have to do something in order Mm -hmm. to get to the next level right you can't sacrifice your integrity because bottom line is now everything is on the internet everything is viral Whatever you do, your kids are going to see, your grandkids are going to see, your mama going to see, your grandbaby, everybody's going to see it. So just don't do anything that you don't want somebody to find 30 years later. And that's just, it's that simple. I'm never going to sell myself out just for one project that I think is going to change my life. And I think that's what people do is they think, this one video, all I need is this one video. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's not the overnight thing that you want to happen. And yeah, you can have a little success depending on what area of entertainment you're going to go in. If you want to be yeah. a porn star, then go for it. <laughs> and that's the lane that you might want to be in. And if that works for you, go for it. But right. if you know there's certain stuff you won't do, do not feel like anybody, producer, director, even the artist is you know going to make you do something. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not on their resume or on their psyche. It's yours. Right. That's yeah. true. That's true. And speaking of Vine, just really quick, because we know I've, I've seen this this, this Vine okay. uh, <laughs> that you put out. If, if, you, have, if, you, have, if you haven't seen <gasps> it, if you're not following Portia on Vine, follow her on Vine. <laughs> and you see like this real, it's like a seven minute video or a six second video. Six and this lady is going off at the Apple <laughs> store. This lady went right? off. Like, That's <laughs> the best way to describe it. It was a complete shock. You know, when I actually caught it, and I had it up for like a month before it even went viral. But if you haven't seen it, just go to my Vine, at Portia Coleman, and this lady's in the Apple store, and she yeah. looks like the nice. nicest, yeah. sweetest lady. I think that's what's so funny about it. If you had some, you know, some guy in there, you know, going off, then it's like, oh, okay, maybe we saw that coming. But this right. lady is in the full dress <laughs> yeah. and her little haircut. She had a baby, baby with stroller. Yeah, like, and next thing you know, she just goes <laughs> off. Oh, I have to see this. And, and she goes, oh, oh and I caught it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So all the people in the store were like, you caught that? And, yeah. you know, she blew up and she yeah. was upset that she couldn't get service at the time. And everybody, iPhones, iPads, Macs, you know, right. you cannot walk into the Apple store unless you have an appointment because you're going right. to be waiting a while. Right. Yeah. She obviously didn't know. She walked in, was mad they weren't seeing her right then. <laughs> and she blew up. <laughs> and it's oh it's been everywhere. It's been on Jimmy Kimmel. They've done a parody. The Backstreet Boys actually did a parody of it. It's been on Newsweek. It's been everywhere. The That's the, do, the uh, doctor who is it? Uh, doctor Phil. I've gotten calls by so many shows trying to use this clip. You know, talking yeah. to how they 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 reference it to. You need to calm yourself down if you want to yeah. keep your center. And like it's not right. being turned into some like. It's crazy, but you gotta watch it first, and then you will understand what we're talking about. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny. It's it's, it's hilarious. It and is. Speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, because you you've been on Jimmy Kimmel a yeah. couple of times, right? Uh-huh. You know, dancing and doing a couple mm-hmm. of sketches. Because I was looking for these for, for these sketches, <laughs> and I I couldn't find them. I don't know if I was right, searching right. for the right thing. But okay. But tell us about the the sketches that, that you did. On the Jimmy sketches Kimmel. that I did on Jimmy Kimmel, um, they were all acting sketches for okay. starters. So um, I actually played. Uh, it was right when gas prices were like through the roof. Right. So it was basically like this 
gas station attendant who was getting all the money. And uh, he had a group of girls that were like his, uh, I don't want to say his hoes, <laughs> but his hoes. And it was funny because it's literally like this Indian guy, you know, fully, I'm talking about head to toe, just pimp gear. And that was his joke in reference to why, why are gas prices so high? So high? <laughs> and next year this guy walks out and he's like, you know, I got my girls here. Like he's an Indian guy and we just, here are his girls and, and he was pimping us. So basically that was the funny joke behind it. You know, Jimmy Kimmel was yeah. known for doing sketches. So that was one of them that I did on there. And then another one was, um, right when uh, it was global warming that they were laughing about. Mm. So uh, we were just the dancers acting like the sun and the moon. It was It's always just funny stuff. And that's why I like doing comedy because you can be a clown and have it be televised and I don't mind it. <laughs> why not? Right. That why gives not? you more exposure. Yeah, why not? Right. It's funny. So you've done a ton of commercials. You've done uh, what Miller Lite, yeah. Hand Express, yeah. Smart Car. Yeah. Most recently, uh, Toyota. There's a Toyota commercial that just started running mm-hmm. last week. Okay. It's uh, the evolution of Toyota where it starts up from the 60s, goes to the 70s, 80s. Oh, and wait a minute. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, probably. It just started airing. I'm actually the girl in the afro and the glasses going down a Soul Train line. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's me, girl. Okay, well, I thought you. That's me. <laughs> so it's, what's your favorite commercial that you've done? Favorite commercial? Well, that had to be the, the, the I mean, that was the most fun. I mean, to mm-hmm. get to play dress up. I mean, you get an audition. This is a 70s commercial. Come in your best 70s gear. And mm. right. Who do I call? Uh, Mama, uh, where's the afro? <laughs> I need an afro for this audition. Has a full 70s gear, walked right. in, and then, you know, the director, oh, my God, is that your hair? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it is. And next you know, I got the call for it, and, and we recreated the 70s soul train and it was just so amazing to to, to go back in time and to to redo that so that had to be the the best one because it's not just in today's era to to, to throw back to the 70s which I mean I wish I was born earlier because that era seemed to be so much fun you know just sexy love and just you know you would just say free love that's That's true that's the only part that you took from the 70s yeah that's part of the 70s 70s are just an era that's just a dynamic I right. mean, the men and their outfits and just the way they approached it. Hey, you sexy man, a gem. Like, it's just so, like, it's a whole different approach that I would have loved. I wish Jive somebody would call me a, a mamma jamma. Look mm. at you with your fine, sexy thing, girl. Shut like, your mouth. Like, shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, that would be so awesome to be somewhere and you just flatter because that all, that is like his right. pickup line. That is so I'm going to use that tonight. Line. I'm going to use, I'm going to bar. Don't you, you do it. Don't you do it. You sexy mamma jamma. She better be like 40 plus. Right. If no, you do she'll be 20. She'll mace you. Yeah, she'll, she'll be like, oh my God. Mama jamma, really? I don't know what he was talking about. Right. You called me a mamma jamma. She, she not going to know. No. <laughs> you got to get somebody at least like in her 40s who would appreciate that. You there might you get go. you a sugar mama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, I have, I have <laughs> There we go. Right. <laughs> So, so, so since you're you're an entertainer, are there any entertainers that have you've ever come across and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm a fan. Oh, has there ever been a moment like that? Yeah, there there has. Like the one moment had to be Charlie Wilson. Right. I did. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, Charlie um, last name Wilson, girl. girl. Like, and I yes. always tell people, I'm like, that's like right. like that. Like you talking about sugar mamas? That's like my. <laughs> I don't want to call him an old man, but that's like my sugar daddy crush. I love Charlie Wilson. Like his voice, his his swag, his whole aura right. is amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> if he walks up right now, how you doing? My name is Charlie. I know your last name is Wilson. I know. Like and and I had a chance, and it was so like I it was so brief, but I actually did the signs video with him and Justin Timberlake. Okay. And Snoop Dogg in Vegas. So when I got the call to do that video, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe it. So he was in his trailer and he walked by and he just said, hi, how are you? And I was like, I, nothing came out. <laughs> it was a blunt. Nothing managed to come out besides later in my head. I love you. That's it. So that had to be like my number one. Like, oh, so you nice. missed yeah. that, that moment with Charlie. Where he was like, yeah, let's just go ahead. You know, I, I'll wipe you up. Charlie could have wiped I, you up right there. He could have wiped you. Know? He's, he's, he's happily married. I said, oh, and they're going to put a picture of Charlie Wilson <laughs> on the screen. That is so, for all you guys watching there, hey, look, girl. I'm looking at Charlie Wilson right now I on the screen. It. Anywhere he is live. I was like, I even went to New Orleans to see him at Essence Fest. He headlined Essence Fest uh-huh. in July. Yes. Rock the house. This man is dancing like a 20 year old. Right. On stage vocally, he sounds like nobody I've ever 
never heard before. Right. You want to talk about sounding just like your record? Charlie Wilson. And Anita Baker is like my other favorite. Like, she is ultimate. Like, yes. I always said, I said, let me get married. Anita Baker and Charlie Wilson will be singing at my wedding. There you go. I, I, hands down. That's it. Those Can are I just come things. for the reception? Girl. That is that's be what I'm rock. saying. I'm like, I want that. I just want Anita Baker. I mean, you're my angel. Yes. <laughs> you know, I would want her and Charlie just, just singing. It would just be awesome. <laughs> so now uh, we got Charlie Wilson somewhere like that girl. I remember she's weird. Yeah, girl. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I paid you to perform my wedding. It's a check, Charlie. Yeah, you take the check. Take Thank the you. check, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the two songs and he's out. That's the it. price is right, Charlie. That's coming a- to my wedding. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so listen. In 2004, yeah. right, you landed this movie role okay. with the Disney Channel. The Disney Channel original movie, Pixel yes. Perfect. Yes. Right, and you played uh, Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Right? Yeah, and and yeah. you know because like I didn't I didn't get to see the movie, but I kind of I kind of read about it. And so it was about like a, a pop star who was digitally created. Yes, and uh-huh. it was like became like this viral sensation and this yes. and that. So uh-huh. kind of like, what what was that like? Because because that was your first movie, right? Yes, that was my first TV movie. I was seventeen, and. Um, it was a holographic rock star. It was the first time Disney had started delving into the the, the internet, yeah. the world. So literally, it was all about holographic rock star. And I was mm-hmm. like one of the lead guitar players in this band. So, you know, we were traveling all over the place. People love this rock star. And all of a sudden, satellite goes out. Pixels start flashing all over. And they realize she's a hologram. So mm-hmm. it next, it becomes the wave of new entertainers of holograms. Look at the future. So yeah. it was actually a movie almost before its time because I can yeah. really, I mean, I'm not going to say I can imagine it. Look what they're doing now. Right. I mean, there are holograms right now that they're right. creating. I just yeah. saw Easy e that they did. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Old Dirty Bastard. So this is literally something that they started 10 years ago and yeah. now it is happening so it was a great movie to work on and we taped it in utah so you know it was it was it was a good time it's power of disney too. i know the right. power of disney disney right. got that money yeah. Yeah. Disney, got that, disney know. got that paper long <laughs> got paper. that long paper <laughs> and okay. then you also did uh the movie entitled women thou art loose that's yes. it right? right women thou well, art right? loose yeah and you played little little bit little bit uh, that was a funny story. I didn't even want to go to that audition. And this is all truth. I was actually filming the Parkers mm-hmm. and I got the call from my agent. This is a character named Little Bit and uh, she's a, a crackhead. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, any more information? You know, so I, in my head, I'm like, I'm on the Parkers. I'm in that mindset. But you want me to go real quick to go play the crackhead and come back? I'm yeah. like, I don't really know. So they're like, just go, please, you know, just go. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? I should go. Because why, of course, as an actress, you're going to play all types of roles. Right. Yeah. Went there. You know, I had to, mind you, I had hair and makeup fully done because I was already filming on the Parker. So I had to dishevel myself and walked in and, you know, said the couple lines. And I got a call the next week that I had booked it. Mm-hmm. So when I went the following week on set, I was actually upset at myself that it was something I didn't want to go to in the first place. Because the film has, I mean, just, I mean... Kimberly Elise yes. is one of the most oh amazing gosh. actresses right. I can think of. Yeah. I mean, she can cry on the spot. She can laugh. She's just amazing. So her, Clifton Powell, I mean, everybody that was in the movie are are just amazing actors. So when I saw it, it was it was amazing to play. And I can say, like, oh, yeah, you know, I played the, the crackhead girl. And I'm like, hopefully yeah. it ends up being like a story like, you know, Halle Berry. Right. She yeah. was in the crack yeah. house. Losing Isaiah. Yeah. Losing yeah. Isaiah. Then she, you know, she's had roles where she stripped it all down and I think as an actress that's the stuff that you want to do I don't always want to play oh yeah you're the cute girl next door you're the flight attendant or you're you know it's just normal stuff I want to play you know I want to do like a you know how Charlize Theron did in her movie you know monster she had to literally just I mean strip herself she gained weight for it you know they gave her acne the facts I mean everything that was done it's like a true transformation and that really defines the word actor so you know i really can't wait to get the auditions where you know you're you're playing those characters that are outside of what people would see you playing right you know that's how you get respect you know and that's how you get respected even jennifer hudson i mean she did an amazing job you know Mm -hmm. and dream girls and look at her now you know she's doing so many great things you know smash on the tv shows so every role is the start to something that could potentially be your breakout role right so that's true. But yeah. I, like, what was the atmosphere like, you know, on on the set of Woman Art? I thought loosed in 
Ultimate yeah. versus, you know, uh, Pixel Perfect? Because I know it's oh, night yeah. and day. It's, like, it's what, what was it? Night and day. I mean, I mean, the scene that we actually had was kind of like a funny scene. And directly, uh, we're, we're in a crack house. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm smoking and all these guys are around me. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about where we're going to get our next hit. You know, that's yeah. what we're talking about. And the next thing you know, you know, some guy is coming looking for his money and they're trying to shoot us. So it was really interactive, you yeah. know, and it kind of like, you know, it gave a look into what potentially can happen. Right. Because, I mean, you're in the crack house. You know, I had kids and I'm sitting here in a crack house with four guys smoking. So, you know, it was kind of really sad to, to look back on and say, wow, this is really what happens. You know, yeah. is this really how some people's lives right. turn out? To where they have goals, they have dreams, they have talent. And next thing you know, they hit rock bottom and they're in a crack house. And they have nowhere left to turn besides to drugs and alcohol. So, you know, the movie was amazingly well done. It covered abuse. It covered addiction. It covered perseverance. It covered everything. And T.D. Jakes is really an amazing producer. I mean, the projects that he's done even even recently have been groundbreaking. So, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of that one. Yes, you've been around some amazing actors and actresses. I I know you've done um, Boston Public and what else? Woman Thou Art Loose with Loretta Devine. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Everybody's favorite mama. Oh, my goodness. Loretta Devine. Everybody, she is everybody's favorite mother. Like, when you think of mother, you think of Loretta Devine and Jennifer Lewis. That is true. <laughs> like, TV yeah. mom, there's no that other woman that you yeah. can imagine to play your mama besides those two women. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Loretta Devine is, is, is such a sweet soul. Like, she's very well-spoken, but, but, but quiet in a certain extent. Jennifer Lewis is just the opposite. You right. know, hey, girl, hey, honey, what? Yeah. You know, like, she's like the hot tamale mama. Right. And Loretta Devine is like, you know, the more calm, collected mother. And she gets, you know, she's easily frazzled. And, you know, yeah. she's, right. it, they're, they're two opposites in a way. But but they are icons in in, in black Hollywood. And, you know, to have careers that long is, is so amazing. You know, because this industry can shoot you up and spit you out. And next thing you know, what happened to so-and-so? Right. What happened to so-and-so? And you mm. see them, you know, these women that are amazing and beautiful in their 50s and, and early 60s is is unreal. Did you, did she, did Loretta give you any nuggets of wisdom while you were on so Uh Loretta Devine, no, in that scene, I had done the show a couple times, mm-hmm. and in the scene, she was just checking me, like, I'm this little young, hot-headed girl in high school, and I'm mad she's giving us homework assignments. Right. So, you know, my first thing is, you know, why you gotta give us homework? Why you gotta do all this? And she checks me straight up, like, really, Miss Thang, if you wanna have a career in this, and you wanna do that, and in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> she yeah. checks me, and next thing you know, I'm back to school, and I'm doing what I had to do. So, you know, it's kind of like a lot of the actors are not necessarily social because they they respect their craft and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're in their trailer and they're running their lines and when they come... And when it's time for action, right. they go right into character. So I didn't really have a chance to speak to her in that kind of context. But okay. even alone in the scene, right. it was felt. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I graduated a year early. I got you, Ms. Loretta. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. And then another scene on Boston Public, I was talking real reckless. I'm I'm actually one of the, the head ringleaders of a, of a room in the school where kids are having sex. Oh. So I was actually like the ringleader. I'm like, girl, you want to get with your boyfriend? Come over here. You want to get with your boyfriend? I was making money right. off of having these kids get it in the classroom. So I was wow. like, oh, my God. Lord <laughs> Jesus. But and then the next episode is when it comes back around and she kind of checked me and I got it together. So, you know, it was good. Okay. That's an actor, that, that's, right? That's, an that's, that's the, di- well, dynamic, is the dynamic. Right? Yes, definitely. So now you've been with uh, BET, you know, doing the yeah. awards and, and stuff like that. And so because we know that you've danced on the awards and mm-hmm. you've you've hosted as well. Yeah, you know, done some of the corresponding work. Definitely. Right? Yeah. So now, kind of like, one, what do you prefer versus like the the dancing versus the corresponding work? And then like, how did right. you get into the, the hosting? Well, the dancing, uh, I did two or three years in a row actually with 50 Cent uh, like when On Fire was out I did the video and you know he's one of those artists directly who's like yo I want you to be on my performance mm-hmm. and I want you to be on my other video so I did Candy Shop and when mm-hmm. the BT Awards came around it was kind of like okay let's get up let's get together the people who already was rocking with me in these videos yeah. so that's how that started okay. and um, it was like after a couple years um, a girl on Twitter that was following me had said there's a big audition BT's looking for new correspondence can't tell you about it until you you know book a plane ticket and you're, you're on your way so I'm mm. like, it must be something major. They can't even tell me. So next thing you know, um, I get out there and it's actually for a live correspondent for either a new show that they're doing or just, you know, actual spot dates for all their, their shows. So one thing led to another. I was supposed to be out there one week and I stayed two months. <laughs> I was wow. in New York with like 
four outfits and had to go get a whole new wardrobe because they started working me right away. Right. So it was fun. I mean, I posted Notarize or any year countdown show yeah. um, all the way to Spring Bling when they were doing that a couple years right. ago. So I've had a, a great time on BET, you know, but that's not the only network that I get to work for. So, yeah. you know, I've done the Maury's and then some stuff for NBC. So I just get to be myself. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing. You know, I'm, hey, Portia Coleman, nice to meet you. And, you know, build the fan base and get to meet people that I probably wouldn't cross paths with unless right. it was on, you know, red carpet. So. Yeah. And then, so, like, I was, we said the, the Mari, that you're not you're right. trying to find who your I'm baby not daddy trying to is. find and, my baby daddy. You know. <laughs> I'm hosting <laughs> on the couch. And so, so, like, how, how did that gig, you know, how did you get that? Like, where did that come from? What was they, that? they found me. I wow. got a, my, one of my agencies called me and said, hey, the Mari show's looking for you. And the first thing I thought was, <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> right. Everybody knows Mari. When you think Mari, you yeah. think paternity. Right. And yeah. results. I'm like, I have no kids, and I'm not chasing a guy to find out if he's right. the father of an upcoming kid. So I didn't know why. They said, we want to bring you on as a guest correspondent with Mari, and next thing you know, we're on the couch, and we're rocking. And at least twice a year, they have me go back, and I do you know, shocking clips and yeah. guest updates and all kind of good stuff. And he's so cool. I mean, right. Mari Povich is the coolest, like, se- he, I think he's like 75. Yeah. He's like, the, he's up there. He looks yeah. amazing. Mari Povich looks right. amazing. Yes. He, uh, I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. But but the stuff that you see on the show is very real. Let me tell you right. that. Because yeah. they take two episodes in a day and the episode always before mine seems to be the paternity results. You're in there getting ready and some girl runs by. Oh my God! <laughs> I thought it was him. And you're like, yo, what's going on? Cameras oh, are gosh. following him down the hallway because this stuff is really happening. One family's here. Another family is there. And that is really going down behind the stage of Maury. What? See, that's what keeps him young. And, all and that all is. Running around. It, it, that's really the truth. People think that's got to be set up. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. These people really are backstage talking about, I can't believe she did this to me. And she going to say on the bit. What you see on that uh, show is really what it is. It's, wow. it's fun. Yeah. It's entertainment. But I, like I said, he's he's paved the way. For, for TV hosts to, to do what they're doing now. So to each its own. You know, right. I love Mari for bringing me in to do something positive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. What, do you, what do you like more? Do you like, if you had to pick one? Yeah. Hosting, singing, dancing, acting. Which would it be? Music. I love music. Okay. I mean, when you think of of musicians and singers, not everybody can sing. It's true. You know, Because right. I've been trying all the time, girl. <laughs> yeah, music, it hasn't happened yet. It just hasn't. It's something <laughs> sometimes you're born with it, and right. other times you can learn, yes, but music touches the soul. Right. Like, you, you're, you're sad, you listen to music, you're happy, you listen to music. I mean, it just always makes you feel better. So I think musicians have, you know, such the the opportunity to touch millions and mm-hmm. millions and millions of people. For forever, because yeah. a song like you like you see your favorite movie, but after a while it dies down. You right. get the DVD, you might pop it in every now and then, but you know when you think of music, what's your favorite ringtone? Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite artist? When it, your favorite concert? Like I said, like the Charlie Wilsons and the Anita Bakers of the world. Right. I mean, her album that I love was back in '85. Right. And the fact that her music is still you know touching souls and, and artists that are of my generation shows the power and the level of talent that she has. So yeah. music, if I had to choose, hands down. But you know. I, I, I will take an acting role in a minute. <laughs> right. I, I love them both. I will not turn either one. Either so what one about, down. okay, for, what's your favorite song? If you had to pick one song, keep on repeat for the rest of your life, what would that be? Oh, that's a life. good one. For mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Yeah. Your life, honey. For the rest of your life. I, only one? like Only one. Of Temple. Oh, dang. Okay, only one. Only one would have to be, actually, probably Anita Baker, Body and Soul. Okay. Probably Anita Baker, Body and Soul is is it's, it's amazing. Like right. I said, I, I'm an old soul. I, I trust me. I have my hip hop in my iPad, but when you think of like what's on my iPod and what's in here, it's it's old R and B. So it has to be Anita Baker. Any Anita Baker, you could just play forever, and I will I will be content. Right. There you <laughs> Her, go. The voice. I mean, right. one of a kind. You hear yeah. it, and it's like automatically, you know mm-hmm. who that is. She's so Correct. amazing. She can get you through some things. Exactly. She will. Yeah, get you through. I mean, she'll make you happy. She has just because. Where it's like, I love you just because. And that's what music was about love. Yeah. And about relationships and about, you know, just everything that you, you fantasize about. You know, now it's, you know, hmm, uh, I'll beat it up. And I want to, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just a different level of, of music that is being presented now. So I, I got to dip back into to the artists that have the good music. been right. yeah. doing it for a while yeah. and who have paved the way for the younger artists right. today. Yeah. 
So you got a, you do have an old soul. I like that though. That's yeah, good. Yeah. And you've, you've got a good heart. I can tell. Thank you. Um, I know you've done some commercials like, um, the No Hate campaign. You've yes. done, what is it? Uh, Heart of Africa. Right. Heart for Africa. Mm-hmm. Some HIV awareness. Right. What made you be a part of these causes and want to, I guess, help show the world why it's important to be aware of this stuff? Definitely. Heart for Africa had approached me. And I mean, when you just think of Africa, you can just look at photos and images of the of the poverty that happens in other parts of the world. We mm-hmm. have it so good. Yeah. Right. I mean, we complain when our computer stops working. Oh, girl. You know, we, we, we get mad when our iPhone cracks. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't have iPhones. They don't have any of the things that we have. And when you just think of, you know, little children who are born into poverty, it really touches your heart 100%. So Heart for Africa was something, and we're still actually in the process of figuring out how to go there Mm -hmm. and do like a benefit concert and what can we do to bring talent there to just put a smile on these kids' faces outside of just donations. So um, Heart for Africa is one of them. And then the No Hate campaign is just, I mean, that's that's epic. Everybody knows about the No Hate campaign. You know, equality is, is, is everything. So, you know, I have makeup artists, you know, that are amazingly talented and they don't have the opportunity to get married. And it's kind of like, you know, why not support something that you feel is is just? You know what I'm saying? If you love somebody, you should be able to get married, 100%. So, you know, I wanted to stand up for that because this industry is um, every, every race, every color, every orientation is what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, again, everybody has a heart. They have a soul and they love. So why not love who you want? <laughs> you want to love your cat, all right? <laughs> good answer, good answer. You know, it's just the truth. Yeah. Right. So I know you... Um, had some hit singles, Three Six Mafia. Yeah, Tiger. Three Six Mafia. Yeah, and Tiger. Yeah, I did a lot of live shows with Tiger on Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and a lot of different stuff. Uh, I met him on the set of his video Coconut Juice. Okay. And uh, from there, that kind of spawned me doing his live performances. Uh, but Three Six Mafia that came about, like I said, through the videos and spawned a single, and it was on BET and all that kind of good stuff. And I wasn't even pushing it like that. Right. It was just kind of like, hey, let's 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 do something. You guys yeah. want to work with me? Let's get something out now. Right. So I'm really excited about the upcoming music that. I have it's definitely more dance more up tempo and just in hot okay it's hot so I can't wait for everybody to hear about it so you know of course I'm, I'm gonna come back and let y'all get the yeah, sneak I'm, peek I'm right. gonna, you, know, you know put some of my iPods on oh I got oh, I got you you still gotta do the warrant we, I gotta see your dance skills if you wanna yeah, be in a yeah, video yeah, I don't yeah, just put yeah. anybody in the video now <laughs> You know, no, I, I can just walk through the frame. That's all I tell you. The walkthrough? Oh. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> but he's going to look at the camera, though. Yeah, that's, 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 Guest feature. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Guest oh, feature. Uh, <laughs> mercy. Who does What's that? that? Yeah, what do you have to do that? Yeah. I know. So you're going to be in the video. I just right. want to sing background. Hey. You can sit. You can be my homegirl in the video. We we the homegirls in the okay. video. And you come See, in. We she, walk through the mall. We chilling. She cut that singing off real quick. <laughs> I know she did. You can right, be the homegirl. No, no, no. Okay, Portia. The song's already done. So that's what had happened when the song's done already. And you listen to the song. See how you clean that up? Yeah, that's cool. But the video is what people are looking to see. The video is who they want to see in the video. I hear a song on the radio. I'm like, oh, let me see the video. So trust me, the video is the better thing to be on. Okay. Yeah. So what's your, you know, you've, you've accomplished so much in a short amount of time. Right. I mean, you're still young. You're, yeah. I don't want to put age out there, oh, but you're I'm young. I'm young, yeah. So what are some of the career highlights that you've had thus far? Career highlights thus far. Um, gosh, everything adds up. When you look back on your resume, you're like, oh my goodness, I can't right. believe I started from being the extra getting the cold sandwiches to now you're the lead. Right. Yeah. It's it's about you. You're shooting your own music video and you're the lead in this feature. I did a, a feature uh, last year with Omar Gooding mm-hmm. called Christmas in Compton. I was starring in it. And it's kinda like it just shows you like, wow, you've come a long way. It's it's not all in vain. All the little all the little things that you think are small at the time add up to greatness. So mm-hmm. again, it's really tough to pinpoint what was the best experience because People have called off of different things. Oh, my saw right. your movie here. I want to use you for that. I've seen you dance here. Can you choreograph this? So it, everything, I think, adds up when you're just an entertainer itself. It all, yeah, it's all, it's all amazing. Right. I just love doing it. So it's not a job to me. So what have you not accomplished that you're still, that's still on your bucket list? Oh, gosh. There's, 
bucket list. I mean, the bucket list has got it. You have to have a long bucket list because it makes you aspire to do better. Right. Yeah. If you have five things on your bucket list, you, you don't want enough in life. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, you got to have a long bucket list of things. It ain't could be anything. I mean, I, I would love to be on Dancing with the Stars. I want to be a business owner. You know, I want to have a nightclub. I want to be the, you know, the the owner of a, of a basketball team. And this is all there stuff that's go. really on my bucket list. Right. Like, these are real things that I want to accomplish. So, you know, I think any and everything has to be on your bucket list, even if it sounds crazy. I want to go to the moon. Th- dream about it. Think right. about it. Why? Because guess what? If you have enough money and you have enough connections, you can. Right. So, you know, that's definitely on the bucket list. And travel. I, I can't wait to go overseas. My mom and her whole family, you know, went overseas to France and all these amazing nice. places. And, you know, I can't wait to travel the world. But, of course, you know, live life and enjoy life because mm-hmm. people take it for granted. You know, they really do. You take it for granted when you think you have something that's better than one the next. Yeah. Nobody's better than one another. And that's yeah. what I think a lot of people, especially in Los Angeles, they right. get confused. They think, <laughs> oh, girl, you just booked this job. I ain't going to be your friend, girl. <laughs> like, you can't take a job from somebody. Right. Somebody cannot block the blessing right. that was already set for you. you better preach that. You, you can't. It. Like, it's not possible. Right. You didn't take a role from me. I didn't take a role from you. You were meant to have that. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's like, I think if people were more... You know, accepting and understanding that this is meant for you. God bless you with it. Live it and enjoy it. People would be more content and they wouldn't be so many people hating on somebody else's accomplishments. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know? That is, that is it. Look, as he talks uh, to his haters, that's true haters. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to my haters. Guys, guys, guys. Uh, but this is why I, I, I will ask you this. Okay. Okay. Because, okay. you know, like a lot of a lot of guys watch this, uh, oh. watch this, watch hey, this podcast. So, why you got to find your Barry White voice, though? I'm going to get in, into like the real, the real sexy really, <laughs> right. really quick. Come on, so, bring, bring is Portia single? Oh, that's a question now. That, that's a question. Yes, Portia's single. And so Portia is single. And so, like, what does Portia look for in an ideal mate? And remember that your mother is in the room. <laughs> She's in the room. <laughs> See, the funny thing about it, I love when people say, careful, your mom's in the room. She's on good behavior. My mother is not. She she will get up here and say what Portia's looking for. She'll get up here and say what she's looking for. She, trust me, I don't have to hold my tongue when it comes to being around my mother. Not, right, not well, one bit. It. Yes, not one bit. Um, I think for starters, is I'm not looking, and I think a lot of people think, "What are you looking for? What are you mm. looking for?" You can't look for no. anything. I'm not looking for a man. I'm not looking for a job. Mm. Stuff comes to you. Mm-hmm. Stuff comes to you. So I think everybody likes the same things and certain characteristics in a partner. You want somebody who's I want uh, somebody who's optimistic, who's fun, who's engaging, who loves to work out, who's close to his family. That's all stuff that we all say. Mm. But at the end of the day, you can't. You know, say this is when I want to meet him, where I want to meet him, yeah. how I want to. Yeah. Can't do that. So, like I said, I'm I'm optimistic, and and if the right guy comes along, it's it's energy. I'm all about energy and feeling. You know, if it feels right and the energy is there, then you give something an opportunity and a chance. But if your vibe is bad and you just not vibing, then you sense that automatically. I'm a real good judge of just vibes and character. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a cancer thing. But now let me <laughs> let me ask you this because I watched the recent interview with Ariana Grande, and so she met okay. her current boyfriend via Twitter. Oh wow! Okay. Nice. So, since we do live in a <laughs> social media age with the Instagram and the Twitter, and, Twitter. and the Facebook and the Snapchat, let's say, uh-huh. okay, that a young man <laughs> was to hit you on Twitter. Yes. Nothing thirsty. Okay. Nothing thirsty, but just enough yes. to catch your attention. Uh-huh. Right? Would you, you know... Would you would you play into it or would, would you, you follow him and yeah, would you hit him on the DM? You know? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I think Twitter I mean it, it sounds funny to think you met your current boyfriend on Twitter. There's nothing crazy or nothing wrong with that. Right. To me, <laughs> social media has given people the opportunity to meet people when they never would have just ran across them. Yeah. 30 years ago, you met your high school sweetheart because they went to your school. Yeah. You know, you didn't have the opportunity to meet someone in another state. Why? Because you were in your hometown. Right. That's yeah. who you ended up with. That's just how it was. But now we have the opportunity to talk to somebody in another in another country, right. yeah. which is amazing. So I would definitely have no problem. Like I said, I, I have friends that I know now off of Twitter. There's certain celebrities right. that have followed me on Twitter. Next thing you know, we're talking back and forth on, hey, let's work together. How can we win? How can we do this right. off of Twitter? And and I have met a guy on Twitter before. No, there's there's nothing nothing bad about that. I think, you know, Twitter and, and 
Google have given people the chance to find out a lot of information. <laughs> you know, like, are you a Googler? Do you say, oh, okay, he's really nice. Yeah, Let me check him out. I know Derek, Charlie, but they Charlie keep putting up Charlie. I know. Did you Google this man? <laughs> Listen, Google is the best thing invented. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. To me, if you meet somebody that doesn't have a Facebook, a Twitter, maybe not as much an Instagram. Not everybody has an Instagram, but at least a Facebook page, right? An email address or some sort of website. I would wonder why, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I would think, what are you hiding? Exactly. <laughs> you Google them, and it's you know, like a mugshot. Exactly. He's a killer. I don't want to think the worst of you, thinking that that you're a killer, but. Why? What are you hiding? You have IRS problems. You got some baby mamas. That's, you're right. not trying to find. Why? Family. You he know what I'm saying? Family exactly. You have something that yeah. you're trying to hide. So I love social media. I love the fact that we can Google somebody and see what they're about. You know, if they have a current girlfriend right. after he just said, girl, I ain't with nobody. All of a sudden, ah. they just did an interview right next to his girl. Yeah, me and my girl, we get married <laughs> next month. And you're like, I just met him yesterday. Right. Like, what do you mean? So I think we have l- literally the 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 tube of information at our mm-hmm. disposal so if you don't know something about somebody either you didn't do enough research or he just right. hit it very well because <laughs> wow. if he's a celebrity or entertainment you're gonna know right you're gonna know there's no way you're not gonna find out right. and that's another thing do your research before you just meet somebody online and say okay i'm going out with them tomorrow right you don't do that you don't know nobody tomorrow it, social media is just a way to get introduced to someone to, to start mm-hmm. general conversation and after a while don't keep it on dm like Put it on a cell phone. If you feel that it's a connection, just right. take it to the cell phone. Because to me, 140 characters and I get 10 back-to-back <sighs> tweets is, like, annoying. Like, no, just take the phone number. Let's talk back and forth. And at right. one point, I want to hear your voice. It could be somebody hacking your page. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Right. You don't know? Like, the show Catfish on on MTV. Oh, like, ha- like, to me, I just don't get it. How can you not know after so long that this person is not real? Mm-hmm. If I'm saying, hey, I have your FaceTime. Hey, you want to Skype? Hey, you want to Uvu? Hey, right. you want to Snapchat? There's too many resources right. out there to, at some point, You're right. not see a at face of somebody at this day yeah. and age. It's just not right. possible. All of a sudden, oh, man, I can't. I walk to the gym. Bad reception. All right. Right. <laughs> man, you know what? My signal just died. All right. You know, my, my bad. My mom is at the house. I'll cut. Enough. Too many excuses. You're so a that's, killer. Yeah. You're a killer. No, no way. There's no way somebody's going to con me into thinking there's somebody that they're not. Because right. at some point, you'll see them. Right. Wow. Yeah. So what? Yeah. You, girl, you got to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> you I'm do. just saying. You do. That's true. So what are, you have, a uh, you know, singing, dancing, acting, hosting. What yeah. are some of the projects you have coming up? Projects coming up, um, first and foremost is my music. Okay. Music is, is definitely the priority. Um, working with the right producers, I, I definitely come across a lot of amazing artists. And me and my mom were just talking about it yesterday. I know so many singers right now. It's unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. artists that I've, that I've loved for so long. And these people are, are giving me such great knowledge and great information about the business. Because it's right. a business. People right. think music no, it's business. No. Music and business is, is really how you're going to make it as an artist in today's era. Music is not how it was back then. Neither are the record sales. Neither are the contracts. It's a lot that you got to, you know, play into it. So I'm really getting the business aspect down to when the right song happens, the right opportunity happens. I'm prepared and I have myself covered in every area because yeah. so many artists are broke and homeless right. because they didn't have the right contract or the right deal. So mm-hmm. that's really first and foremost where I'm, where I'm in the mind frame of. Uh, in the world of TV film, it changes every day. Okay. It literally does. Like I said, just three weeks ago I was shooting the commercial and now it's out. You know, I have auditions every single day for different projects. So, you know, I might call in a month and say, hey, guess what, you guys? I'm starring on this new hit NBC show. Right. So, oh. you know, it all just happens as it comes in this world of L.A. And that's, what I, that's why I like it because I don't, really know when the next job is happening and I love that dancing and choreography always there I do a lot of different choreography for different acts and different artists and um, commercials always seem to like I said to come my way so I'll just keep you guys updated but music is the priority right now to where it's like this is the focus and this is the mission to get everything done musically because you know I got a lot to say there's no 360 deal no no 360 artists do not sign the 360 deals I'm I'm telling you guys right now be your own brand be your own boss you can easily find an investor even if you don't have an investor do it yourself right you can pay to get on iTunes you can pay to get on all these all these sites to get your product out there do it guerrilla style start selling giving out your CDs Mm -hmm. promoting it on social media don't settle for a deal when they lock you up for five to ten years of your right. life. Yeah. The next thing you know, you don't have a career because they own whatever you put out. Mm. Right. So that's the worst situation you can have. You were better off being a free agent than you were when you signed a 360 deal. Right. So, you know, record deals 
aren't how they were a long time ago. And, and a lot of artists now understand that, that they don't even have labels anymore. They're their own brand. Boys to Men, those guys are some of my good friends. They haven't had a deal in years. Christopher Williams, another artist I just met, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything on his own. Why? Right. They're like the freedom behind it. Right. I can go do a show here, and I don't have to worry about the label taking fifty percent of my merchandising. And then, and you know, right. that, that's that's true. Yeah, People no. don't know, this like day and yeah. the music mm-hmm. business, three sixties. Mm-hmm. They want everything. If I walked into here right now, and they said, you know what, we need a cut of this. Uh, no, <laughs> it's right. a personal exactly. appearance. How are you getting a cut to just be myself somewhere? Right. So right. artists do do it on your own and guaranteed it, it'll work out and people will start loving your, your talents and your, uh, and your brand. Be a brand. If you don't realize it, just don't be a singer and actor. Be a brand. Think right. about ways to brand yourself into different areas and avenues of entertainment. Right. There you go. You're definitely a yeah. brand, Portia. Uh, thank yep. you, baby. Well, Portia, thank I mean, you. it was it was fun. You thank know? you. I, mean, I had a good time, was, right? You know, yeah, it was, it was Chilling, you know. chatting. If anyone didn't know who you were. Yes. They watch this interview and they definitely know. And who, they should know. Who they should know. Now. I had a great time. You guys were awesome. There you Thank go. you for so coming. Now, You're welcome. Where can your fans find you online? Yes, yes. Twitter.com slash Portia Coleman. Facebook.com slash Portia Lee Coleman. Instagram, Portia Coleman. And uh, hey, if you still log on to MySpace, <laughs> Portia Coleman. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I logged into MySpace. But if you add me and send me friend requests, I might log in and find you. So, And YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash Portia Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You can always find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Hey. Yeah. Hey. There you go. Scoopy find scoop. me all over the internet at the Nick Perdue. <laughs> all Thank over. you guys. Damn. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye. From producers Maria Manunas, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.